it was this need for adaptability Hmm. and the adaptability became really important because it, that adaptability was my accessibility because of my disability. So the wheelchair was a very visual aspect of my life now because now everybody sees it. And I didn't know whether, especially women at the time, I mean, I was 22 years old when I crashed. Were they going to be looking at me? Or were they going to be looking at the wheelchair? And if they saw the wheelchair, were they going to be scared of me? Because there's this stereotype of what somebody in a wheelchair might be. So back to your question of, associating myself i absolutely associate myself with the wheelchair and the disabled population i'm proud to be part of it sure it's one of the only minorities in the world if not the only minority in the world you can join and um and i'm super proud to be part of that wheelchair and disabled community but it's not the focus of my my daily thoughts um well, actually, you know what? It's becoming that because I've got a TV show coming out and I'm writing a book and all of those things are because yes. of my wheelchair and, you know, Barry's Accessible World is our new show. So I am focusing on on the chair. So it's been a really interesting progression that I, I do associate myself with, with those in chairs, people with disabilities, because that's who I am, but it's not who I am first. I am Barry yes. first and Barry is this adventure seeking dude who loves to have a good time and has shitty days just like everybody else and who happens to be in a wheelchair. You know, so it's, it's all perspective. It, it um, and, and you know what, I'm going to go back a little bit to what, what I didn't like about the, the initial group of people that I met in chairs and not individually because some of them are still dear friends of mine. I love them to death, but collectively the whole was, uh, was focused on more of the negative. They would sit around and they would talk about all the bad things that were happening to them because they were in a chair. And I wanted to go out and travel and go figure out how to skydive and just turn it into this adventure. And and that's what I didn't like about it because when they would sit around and they would talk about personal things with each other that I understand, and I still have those conversations with them, but sure. that's not the focus of what I want to talk about when I go hang out with my friends. So I just started hanging out with my old friends. I mean, the guys that I knew and the girls that I knew before I was in the chair, and they didn't care I was in a chair. Um, so it, it took a while for that for me not to be like negative towards the disabled population because in the beginning it was all negative. Yeah. And then over the course of time, that's changed. And now there's new organizations. There's one locally in Seattle called the Here and Now Project. And they're awesome. It's a bunch of quadriplegics that got together and realized, hey, we can all live our lives. Let's go do it Let's together. Do it. Yes. And and it's this super positive focus on how we can make life better for us and everybody else. And I absolutely love that. And I'm so proud to be part of that organization. So again, there's no negativity towards that population at all. It's just we have slightly different mindsets sure. sometimes. So yesterday I, I talked to uh, Kaylee, this this uh um, young gal um, that I knew from when she was in high school and she made this comment that was really cool and it was w- when you're with your friends and let's say your friends are making like bad choices you can be the friend that creates the change the change agent and I can see you being that change agent for a community of saying we know bad stuff happens we do need to talk about it but we also need to talk about where is our identity in and our identity has to be ourselves of who we are as a human being. And then also who we are as a human being who happens to be either in a wheelchair or for me, I was born with a cleft lip palate. 
So we had a speech therapist who would bring all the other cleft lip palates together and talk about how bad it was at school, how negative it was, and that's all we talked about. And I remember thinking, this is not fun. This is, this is you know, and I was a little kid at the time. Right. So thankfully, I had this second grade speech therapist intern. I had a crush on her, and I made oh, all helps. kinds of progress. It was amazing. <laughs> you know, I've, I found that in my public speaking years ago, I, I just happened to say it once, <clears throat> and all oh, the feedback I got, I said, everybody's got their wheelchair, mine's just more obvious. I was just going to say that, because I, I, I was going to bring that up. I loved that, and I just said it one day, and didn't realize the impact that that was going to make, because everybody does. Everybody yes. has their thing, and mine's just more obvious, which is probably easier you know, for, for me than it is for somebody who's got, you know, we've been working with the deaf community lately with, with our show and I actually got to go to a deaf dance. It was so awesome. I didn't know it was an interactive workshop and I took my executive producer, Michael and my daughter, Grace and her friend and Michael's girlfriend. And we showed up and thought we were going to just watch a deaf dance to, to learn about it so we could somehow and, and bring it into the show. And it was an interactive workshop. And when we all figured it out, I just looked back in the audience and Mike, Michael and, and my daughter Grace were glaring at me like, what have you brought us to? And next thing we know, we're out on stage learning how to dance with no music from somebody who's never heard anything in their entire life, wow. who's teaching us how to keep time by learning how to count to eight in sign. And then we danced to Amazing Grace. Oh, wow. And by the time we were done, which was like two hours, all of us wanted more. And I'm speaking for everybody. The, at first, it was, they're going to kill me. And by the time we were done, we're like, can we, learn another, can, can we learn another song? Because we got immersed in the culture yes. of the deaf community. It wasn't about the language, which I, which I didn't understand at first, that ASL is, is a cultural thing, not a a tr- direct translation from word to word. It's a feeling and a thought. And so I've been, you know, learning to look outside of myself, Yeah, you know, and everybody's got their thing. We're learning that the deaf community feels like they're ignored and they are when they come up to somebody at a retail store and they're deaf and the person behind the counter doesn't know how to deal with somebody who's deaf. They'll walk away. Oh, wow. And then they'll be ignored. It's it's learning how to communicate and educating people that, hey, you know what? We all have our wheelchair. We just need to yes. learn how to deal with each other's you know situations. The, the first time I had a student who was deaf, um, I learned a ton because, you know, I, I have an interpreter who's helping me walk through it. But also the uh, the kid was brilliant. He was captain of the Knowledge Bowl team. Everyone was, you know, uh, could could hear and speak, and he had a signer, and he would sign back, and he would, like, win. He was an amazing kid. And yeah. so he went to college at UPS, University of Puget Sound, and became the college captain of their knowledge, their knowledge bowl team or whatever they call it in, in college. Oh, yeah. It's, it was just incredible. It, it is. It's it's been so fun, you know, working on some of these projects, you know, I, I have lots of irons in the fire. <clears throat> you know, I got into real estate and I think we'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit, you know, and we're filming this show, Barry's Accessible World. And I've been, you know, kind of half working on a book of just 
putting some of these stories down. And what I've been amazed by is my own personal biases that when I'm learning about another disability and somebody who has a disability or the need for accessibility, and I realize that there's that I re- remind myself, man, they're just people. Most of them are smarter than I am. You know, there's those that are funnier than I am. There's those that are, you know, more adventuresome than I am though. That's a pretty close one. <laughs> and it's awesome because I'm reminding myself, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm about ready to go skydiving with a woman who's got cerebral palsy and they're tying her up in a knot to, to, you know, throw her out of an airplane and I'm going with her and we're going skydiving. Grace, our daughter's going to go with us and we're going to go skydiving. Why? Because she wants to. And if you see her in her big, huge power wheelchair and she uses Morse code to communicate and, you know, back and forth dots, dashes with her head and, and it kind of a, her voice is this Stephen Hawking voice that she okay. uses in her computer. So when you see her, the thought of her going skydiving is as far away as you could possibly get from reality. And damned if she's not going skydiving. And that's awesome. And she's actually taken me. 